Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons. And in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to be discussing the second part of our series on forgiveness. Through this series, we will go over how a lack of forgiveness can prevent healing and deliverance. We will discuss the benefits of forgiveness, and we will talk about what is produced in our lives or not produced by a lack of forgiveness. Today, we are going to start off reiterating what unforgiveness is and hit on the next three of the 10 points of the price we pay carrying unforgiveness. Through this series, we're also going to hear some compelling stories and hopefully convince you to look at any areas of unforgiveness you are carrying. We can get rid of the weight and chains of bondage. We've all experienced it and many of us are still carrying it around. So let's get rid of it. Before we begin, I want to ask our regular listeners to consider supporting us each week as we work to provide you quality and useful information each week. Your support is appreciated more than we can express, and you can show your support at buzzsprout.com backslash 199-5558 backslash support, and there is a link in the notes. So let's do a quick summary of what we discussed in part one. We defined what is forgiveness. And forgiveness involves an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. The memory of the act that hurt or offended you may remain with you, but forgiveness will lessen that event's hold over you. So over time, that resentment, it can turn into bitterness if we don't forgive. We also discussed the first three points of the importance of forgiveness for our own healing and deliverance. Our first point, when we do not forgive, we may be creating bitterness in our heart. and We don't want to give bitterness an opportunity to take root. Point two, 
When we do not forgive, we are not forgiven. We want to make sure we are forgiving others if we want to be forgiven ourselves by God. Point three, when we fail to forgive someone, we stay tied to that someone. Holding on to unforgiveness ties us to the person and the sin attached to the act and the unforgiveness of the act we're failing to forgive. So this was our first episode in a micro summary. Okay, so let's move on to the next three points we need to discuss. And I'll share some stories as well. Before I bring up our first point, remember at the end when I encouraged you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas in your heart where unforgiveness has a place. I had some interesting, something interesting happened to me this past week, which I will share today. So I'm wondering if any of you have had any of those moments. All right, let's get on to our next point, which, because it is a continuation from part one, is point four. So point four, when we do not forgive others, our prayers are hindered. I'm teaching a class right now called Moving Mountains Through Prayer, and it is a seven-week class where we discuss the elements of a prayer when you are in a time of your life where you need some mountain moving prayer. We go over seven elements of prayer. Now I base the class on what I saw in Nehemiah, but I also bring in biblical background. We use videos from biblical places from our YouTube channel, and I bring in visual aids to bring the class, bring the Bible to life. One of the things we discussed, one of the elements we addressed in a mountain moving prayer is repentance. Mark talks about it in this way in chapter 11, verse 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. The thing with this verse and the one similar to it in Matthew is that people tend to stop before that last line. They want the whatever you ask for in prayer part, but not so much the forgiving others part. The The last line is what I call an and if so. You see, there's a condition attached there for the first part to be effective. You can have your prayers answered and when you pray. So here is where the condition begins that will have an effect on our prayers if we ignore it. God is not about giving us everything we want. That's how many people see him and then get disappointed because They don't bother to read or care to follow through on the, and if so, if we hold something against someone, we know we discussed it in part one, that we need to forgive so that we are forgiven for point four. Let's now take it a step further because the issue goes beyond just not being forgiven. Our prayers on earth will essentially be silenced in heaven. If we do not allow forgiveness into our hearts. Where am I getting that? 
right here in 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. The definition of hindered is to create difficulties for someone or something resulting in delay or obstruction. I realize that the reference in this verse is to husband and wives. We still need to follow the principle to our relationships beyond just husbands and wives because it's a spiritual principle. Okay, on to our next point, point five. When we do not forgive, Satan is given opportunity. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, hopefully you've picked up on my continual message of all the opportunities Satan will seize if we allow him access into our lives. A lack of forgiveness creates one of those opportunities. Satan's objective is to separate us from the Lord, to keep us apart from each other, to rob us of using our authority and understanding all that the Holy Spirit can provide to us. Let's see how Paul explains it to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 5. If anyone has caused grief... He has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. Another reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there is anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Paul uses the word outwit. Satan outwits us all the time because we are too ignorant of the word. When we are ignorant, we don't apply the principles in the word and we end up with fragmented relationships, empty relationships, void places in our hearts and brokenness. By holding on to unforgiveness, we're holding on to something that is not our burden to carry. When Christ died for all of our sins, it covers everyone, not just who we want it to cover. When we don't forgive, we come into alignment with Satan or with what Satan wants for us and for the other person. Satan wants hurt, anger, resentment, bitterness, anything that will serve to tear apart our willingness to forgive. When we carry that for a period of time, we begin to find ourselves in the condition that brings up our next point, which is this. When we don't forgive, we may find ourselves stumble in darkness. Being unwilling to forgive will over time begin to open doors in your life. The longer you hold onto those feelings associated with unforgiveness, the more they will morph into other areas. And pretty soon it isn't just one person you don't forgive. It's two and four. And it's anyone who crosses you. I have a friend that has been hurt many times in her life, and she allowed all of that hurt to build up, 
to where the slightest thing makes her bitter and vengeful. It's even in the smallest things where she claims victory. Last week, she went somewhere, and as she entered a business, she held the door for another woman. Most of us do that. It's just human kindness. Do we always get a thank you? No, some people are just that way, or they're in deep thought. Who knows? Sometimes it's irritating, I admit. However, in this case, as my friend was leaving, that same woman happened to be leaving at the same time. And as my friend opened the door, instead of again holding it, she purposely timed it so the door would slam closed on the woman. She wasn't done there. She then went out and told everyone about it in celebration. And in sharing it, she berated the woman for the outfit she was wearing. I can't actually repeat her words, but that's how petty she became over a stupid door. Is that what you want to become in your unforgiveness? Someone who takes everything to the extreme and becomes mean and rude to strike back at the world for hurting you? The more you allow yourself to go down that road, the more you will find your behavior changes, your heart changes, and then you will wonder why people always hurt you and why you are alone. You will have a skewed view of relationships. John tells it to us in this, this way in 1 John 2.9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister in the darkness and walks around or is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness, they do not know where they are going because the darkness has blind them. I would say my friend is pretty well blinded at this point. Don't allow your unforgiveness to lead you to blindness. It's never going to be worth it. Now, I want to share a story with you that happened to me last week. As I began this series, I too was expecting that the Lord would remind me of anything I had hanging out there that I still had a bad feeling about or a person I had bad feelings toward. Last week was our 20th wedding anniversary. Every year we try to go back to the restaurant where we had our first date. This year I wasn't feeling great, but we had been planning the day for two weeks. My husband took the week off, so I was going no matter what. The restaurant we went to is called Mission Burrito. It's in Simi Valley, California, which is two cities over from where we live now. I love that place. I have been going there for 35 years now. Mission Burrito has the world's best hard shell tacos. It is the standard to which I measure all other tacos in the world. Anyway, we went, had delicious tacos, and we thanked the owner and told him how much his restaurant meant to us. Then we were on our way to our next planned event, which sounds ridiculous, but it was to go to a place called Cinnabon. We love their cinnamon rolls, and there's, you know, there's a place um, local, you know, here it's, it's somewhat local and they still make them, you know, like you can see them behind the glass, you can watch them make them. And we like to sit there and watch them do that while we're eating our Cinnabons. You know, it's not a machine making them, it's a person. And we like that. You don't get that in very many Cinnabons. So now for us to get to Cinnabon, it's another 20 minutes or so 
in the opposite direction of our house. So going through Simi Valley, we drove through some streets and took a little walk down memory lane. We drove by the store where we met. We drove by places I lived before I met him. Then we drove by a neighborhood that I used to really like. And as we drove by, I remembered a friend of mine who lived there. I'm going to call him John. As we drove by the neighborhood, I remembered an incident with John that really irritated me. John and I were both regional managers at the same company, so we were friends, not socially, but good work friends. One day, John came up to me and was trying to get me to buy some tickets to a pancake breakfast at his church. I don't usually like to buy tickets for those things, and at the time, I was a single mom, four kids, and money was something I needed to watch. I didn't get child support or anything, so I was on my own financially. When you have four young kids, going to something like that can also be difficult to manage. John, however, was doing a hard sell on these tickets, so I relented and bought five tickets. Because I'm not one to waste money, when the day came, I packed up the kids and we went to it. This church was packed, and I knew no one. My daughter was still stroller age, and the boys were pretty young. So, you know, three of my kids were born really close, and so my second, my youngest son was probably three. My next son, maybe four, not quite five, and then seven, my oldest. So they were not all at an age where I could reasonably, ex- reasonably expect them to, to like carry their plate and, and the utensils. And then we still had to get drinks, right? So all of that, you know, through the serving line and to a table, which there were none that, that, that had any room for all of us to sit together. So given that it was a church, I sort of expected someone might be helpful and at least offer to help us to get a seat or something. I was pushing a stroller and carrying plate. I mean, it was, it was really, it was not a good morning. John saw us there, didn't really acknowledge me, which I thought was odd, but I was trying to make it work. I ended up being, it it was a very frustrating morning. And as, as I left, I remember going to the parking lot and I vowed I would never, ever do that again. So that was the memory that flashed back up to me. When it flashed back, I was still baffled at how it all went down but I was like well I guess you can't expect people to be the way you think you would be to someone in that situation so it still bothered me but I was on my way to Cinnabon so I didn't think about it much longer now that was Thursday on Saturday we went out of town it was about two hours away to a basketball game at a university where my son is part of the coaching staff so it happened to be homecoming and alumni night there was a lot going on there, which we were not a part of any of that. We were just going to see the game. We won, by the way, so that was fun. Now, after the game, we were told by my son to wait in a certain place near the locker room entrance on the gym floor so we could be introduced to the coach after he spoke to the team. So while we were waiting, we were talking to the dad of one of the players. And as we were standing there talking, I see someone walk across the gym. I watched the guy and I said, hmm, that guy looks a lot like John, but I hadn't seen John for over 20 years. And then I realized that was John. So I yelled out, John. And John turns around 
I start walking across the gym floor to him and he looks at me and says, Dawn? So John and I reconnected. I found out he retired in 2013. I just retired last year to do more kingdom work full time. So we chatted for a bit. And in the back of my mind was that memory as we spoke. I was glaringly aware the Holy Spirit was telling me, John never meant for that day to be a bad experience. Let it go. After we finished talking and I walked away, I said, thank you, Lord. I was surprised but not surprised at how the Lord handled that situation. Was that bad feeling holding me back from anything? No. But what it was doing was coming up every time I thought of John. I associated that feeling with him, attached it to him, if you will, without even realizing it. So the Lord helped me to get rid of that. And now when I remember John, I will think of him the way you would when you see an old friend and now you know they're doing well. So in a way, it kind of blows me away how the Lord brought that together. It seems like very random acts, but what's random to us is not random to him. Now, this is a good stopping point for today. Now, we've discussed six of the 10 points of the price we pay carrying unforgiveness around in our lives. We still have so many more areas to discuss as we continue this series on forgiveness. And the people that I work with on an individual basis, this forgiveness issue, it comes up a lot. We really need to make sure that we're addressing it so that the accuser, Satan, has nothing to hold against us. So as we continue through this series, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas in your heart where unforgiveness has a place. Any bad stuff, right? You know, many times we've forgotten about it. I forgot about John. But the Lord wants us to take care of it and, and just get a clean heart filled with him. I don't want to think of my friend and then have that bad thing, you know, come up. That That's just, that's not how it should be. I hope this has been time that inspires you to want to learn how to grow in your relationship with the Lord and build your desire to partner with him. We want to grow in him and learn how to work with him to build the kingdom and conquer our unseen enemies. The more we grow, the more our life will change and you can help change the lives of anyone around you who is willing. If you're growing through this podcast, remember to consider supporting us each month as we continue to build the kingdom. You can do that at buzzsprout.com backslash 199-5558 backslash support. If you know anyone who might benefit from this, please share. So as always, we're going to discuss our top show points. So this is part two of our series on forgiveness. I gave you a micro summary of part one of the series, including the first three points, which were this. We, we, when we do not forgive, we may be creating bitterness in our heart. We don't want to get to give bitterness an opportunity to take root. Point two, when we do not forgive, we are not forgiven. We want to make sure we're forgiving others if we want to be forgiven ourselves. Point three, when we fail to forgive someone, we stay tied to that someone. Holding on to unforgiveness ties us to the person and the sin attached to the act and the unforgiveness of the act we are failing to forgive. Point number four, when we do not forgive others, our prayers are hindered. We're essentially getting silenced uh, here on earth. Our, our, our prayers aren't making it to heaven. They're not going to be impactful. 
And we looked at Mark 11.22 and 1 Peter 3.7. Point five, when we do not forgive, Satan is given opportunity. And we looked at 2 Corinthians 2.5. We want to make sure we're not holding the door open for Satan to have an opportunity to have anything against us and use that in a way that is going to separate us from our relationship with the Lord. The point six, when we do not forgive, we may find ourselves stumble in darkness. And I told you about my friend who was acting very petty and how it has affected her behavior and her heart. And it's just not where we want to go with our lives, people. Please learn from the the silliness that these other people are doing. 1 John 2, 9, we looked at that. And then I shared my story about John and how the Lord helped me to shed a bad memory I associated with John. And I didn't even remember that. And just, it was uh, only as I drove past that that neighborhood did that, did that come up. And I'm thankful that it did because that is behind me now. And, and I can see John for the, the person that he really is. So we encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. If you want a personal relationship with the Lord, you need to be active about reading his word. If you want to learn more about how to hear God's voice, visit our website, lovingconversationssalo.com, and order my book, Loving Conversations, How to Pray and Hear God's Voice. It's helped so many people in their relationship with the Lord. I just uh, ended three classes. I do a seven-week class on it. I just ended three classes, and the the people in that um, class, they are not the same person they were when they walked in. So it, it can really be life-changing. You can also get those on Amazon or um, barnesandnoble.com or Walmart. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. And then finally, if you are in the area of Camarillo, California, on March 23rd, I am having a conference. And it is from 8.30 in the morning until noon. It's called Restore. And it is a Holy Spirit revival in your heart. So if you're in the area, ticket information can be found in the show notes or on our Instagram page, or just email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. You'd think I'd be able to say that for now I'm in three seasons of this, and I can then send you the link. So I have enjoyed our time this week, and I look forward to spending time with you again next week, where we will continue our discussion on forgiveness. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me, and I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conquering our unseen enemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we can give him an eviction notice. <laughs>